Good morning. I'm Mary Wild, one of your two practitioners of the day. If you're new to us, a practitioner is someone who has studied four years or more to know the spiritual truth of who you are and to be able to see that even at those times where you may have forgotten. So if you uh, ever lose your way on the path, feel free to call us. We'll be happy to talk to you, work with you, pray with you, whatever it is you need. I draw your attention to the candle that is behind me. It is lit as a symbol of the light of spirit. And that is the light that is within each one of us. It is the light of love and truth and divine consciousness, which is at the center of each one of us and which joins us together because we are one. So I'm going to say a prayer, and afterwards there are going to be two minutes of silence just to deepen and bring the truth of that prayer into your life. And if you would like, take my words as your own. So we take in a breath and move to that place of perfect light, perfect life, perfect substance, perfect peace, and perfect creativity. That place of comfort, that place of joy, that place where everything is blooming. And I take this moment to think of the beauty that's in the world outside my door, the perfect leaves, the perfect plants, the perfect flowers, the growing produce, just the wonder of the world in its intricacies and its perfection. It is so beautiful, and this is the beauty of spirit, of God, of each one of us. And so I know I am one with that, and I know each person listening is one with that. Each person on earth, I speak my word knowing each person is one with that. And in this knowledge of union, of joining together, of being one with God, I speak my word. I take a moment to use the tradition of denials to say that anything that has gone before, we can just let go of because we are right here in this moment, right now. And any mistakes of the past are gone. I deny them. I refute them. I refuse them. I send them away. I brush them away. I erase them. I expunge them. I let them go. They're gone. And I have swept the field clean to allow a place of freedom and openness where spirit can rush in with good, with the good that we have stated in our hearts that we want. So for those who have asked for healing, I speak my word knowing that that healing is theirs right now. It moves into this vacuum we created. It moves into their lives, their bodies, their minds, their hearts right now. 
And that healing is swift and wonderful and perfect. And I speak my word for those who have asked for help with relationship. Knowing that perfect peace and harmony and union and goodness is there in those relationships. That peace and harmony that has been asked for is here now, visited upon them. And it's easy. And it's good. And I speak my word for those who have asked for creativity or work solutions, knowing that those are there for them right now. Spirit is the great creator, and we are one with that, so we create. So in the creations that we do, I speak my word knowing they are magnificent. So anything that anyone has on their mind right now that they would desire, I speak my word knowing it comes to them in physical form manifested in their lives. These are not idle words. I know this to be the truth. I claim it. I claim it for each one here. I'm deeply grateful. Happily grateful. I'm grateful for these traditions. I'm grateful for everyone here, and I'm grateful for these truths. So with this gratitude, I place these words of truth into the law, the law of the universe that always says yes, knowing that it is done. And so it is. So today we're going to look at um, colorblind or colorful. And it's part of our month-long look at inclusion in action. Last year, uh, Howard Schultz, who's the retired CEO of Starbucks, got in a bit of trouble when he said, as somebody who grew up in a very diverse background as a young boy in the projects, I didn't see color as a young boy, and I honestly don't see color now. And knowing Howard, and I actually do know Howard, I know it was well-intentioned, and at one time this kind of a statement was was considered an appropriate statement to say, I don't discriminate, and it was often considered well-intentioned. But to say, I don't see your color is to say, I don't see you. I don't see your identity. I don't see the who-ness of who you are. To say, I don't see your your gender or your weight or your any any of the, the myriad ways that we all show up in a variety. Trevor Noah said that there is nothing wrong with seeing color. It's how you treat color that is important. And so it's, this is a look at our willingness to truly see, truly see, truly experience each other. Tracy Brown, who's a religious science practitioner up in, uh, and was just recently the, uh, the president of the Leadership Council uh, and as a person of color, in a book that she wrote called Stained Glass Spirit, she says, ignoring the beauty and value and uniqueness of different types of people is equivalent to ignoring God and refusing to see all the ways God shows up as humanity. We don't do that with dogs or flowers or trees or clouds or spices or nature or art or coffee. So why would we do it with humans? 
So you were here to see the richness of spirit's expression. Look around at all the faces on the screen. This is just a little snapshot of this, the richness of spirit's expression. We're here to see it. We're here to experiencing it. See, the, the unity, the oneness is expressing as a multiplicity. And we're here to see both the unity and the multiplicity. To see both. If we get stuck in seeing only the multiplicity, we get lost in only the human form. And we lose the perspective that a spiritual view gives us. And we get narrow focus and we forget our oneness with which we're, uh, from which we all emanate. And then we, we support separation and good and evil and villains and heroes and all that stuff. And we're lost in the duality. That's if we just see the multiplicity only. But if we only see the oneness and not the richness of its expression in forms, we lose the joy and the pain of being human. We lose the whole experience, the holistic experience of being human. And if we just look at that spiritual view, it's a spiritual bypass. You know, when I was doing this talk, it reminded me of, of Ronald Reagan's infamous statement, a tree is a tree. How many do you need to see? His, his uh, um, campaign... Uh, what do you call it, opponent, twitch, uh, surface that, resurface that of, if you've seen one redwood, you've seen them all, because he was standing in a redwood forest when he was making that statement. Either way, it's, it's, it's not true. It's, it's, you know, we're here to look in, in all of it, all of it. It's like looking at a beautiful garden with a, uh, just a big, diverse variety of plants in it, you know, and just looking at it and saying, oh, it's plants. And as any gardener knows, each plant is unique. Each plant responds best to its own unique combination of light and soil and water and nutrients. It responds best to its own unique expression of each season. There are plants for each season. And to say, I don't see color, is to say, it's just a plant, I'll throw it anywhere. And treat it the same as all the other plants. And I can tell you from personal experience, that doesn't work. When I first moved here, I put a lovely coral bells right in, in my front yard. It happened to be the hottest, sunniest area of my front yard. And within a few weeks, that plant was just getting all crispy on the edges. I had to move it. And so to understand, to be able to see, to be able to appreciate. So if, if we don't see that, it doesn't work. And it doesn't work in our relations with each other when we're treating all people the same either. It dishonors our uniqueness and our differences. Treating people equitably, meaning meeting them where they are, demonstrates appreciation of the unique beauty and expression that each of us is. I have a, an image that I want to share. And so I have these three images. On the left is equality. Everybody benefits from the same supports. This is equal treatment. But as you can see from the image, not everybody is having the same experience. That little guy on the right, a little person on the right, is not seeing the game. Equity is where everybody gets the support they need, which is the concept behind affirmative action, thus producing equity. And then, of course, on the right, we can see justice, where the, the cause of the inequity, the barrier, has been removed. And so we want to treat people with equity and with justice. We want to be able to see each person for and as who they are. 
There's another layer to this also. See, if I can't see the uniqueness of other people out there, if they all have to be a homogenous sameness, guess who else's diversity I can't see? You know, last week I mentioned that the oneness expresses as a multiplicity not only around us, not only out there, but within us. Can I appreciate my own diversity? Can I appreciate my own uniqueness? So I've decided this week we're going to have a little experience with this. We're going to play with this as an experiential process. So in a moment, I'm going to put us all into breakout groups of five each. And in those breakout groups, we'll have one minute each to share with the other group members the answer to the following question. So make a note of this question, especially if you're one of those people who plays a game of confusion going, what was the question? The question is, what are ways, what are some ways, what are, is a way that I express creativity in my life? What are ways that I express creativity in my life? And each person's going to have one minute. And I'm going to set this up to where, although I say there's five people in a group, we're going to take six minutes for this because some of you are watching in pairs. And so you will, will need a six moment. If you only have five people in your group, just have one person go around again. My nightmare is we'll get a group that has all pairs, and then you know, uh, that'll be a challenge. Uh, if you have more than one pair in your group, just adjust the time a little bit accordingly. Just shorten each person's time a bit. So in a minute, you'll receive an invitation to join a breakout group, and what you want to do is click Join, and you'll be placed in the group. If you're on your phone, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. Um, you kind of have to see it. As soon as you get into the group, then count off one to five, or if you have a pair, count off one to six to determine your order of sharing. And about 15 seconds after you start, after you get into your group, I'm going to send a message with a number uh, with what number will begin. So it's not going to be number one that begins necessarily. So it'll be a random choice of, of who begins. And so then that person will share for one minute what are the ways that I express creativity in my life and then I'll send a change message into the group uh, on each minute, and that's the cue for you to stop talking, and we move over to the next person in the numeric order. The rest of the group, your task is to simply witness the person speaking. In other words, no comments, no questions, no encouragements or suggestions. You're only to listen. You know, these things, this thing, this is zipped, Okay. So we're going to witness and we're going to appreciate the uniqueness of this person in front of us. And we'll go through six cycles to cover the pairs. And at the end of that, I'll close the room and everyone will return. I have three suggestions for this process really briefly. Number one, no confusion. Some, some of you know who you are. You like confusion. What was the question? Oh, oh is it my turn? Oh, I just don't know. Okay, let it go. Let that go. Set it aside. and just. What's the way that I express creativity in my life? Number two, no story about how you're not creative. Oh, my sister was so creative, but I got shut down when I was a kid. You're creative, even if it's making up stories about how you're not. So just you know, play with that. Just you know, no story about how you're not. And number three, no taking over the group. Well, I know we're supposed to just witness, but I wanted to discuss this. And discussion is a very different energy than experiencing. Discussion intellectualizes the process experiencing gives us a direct experience of the process. So I'm going to invite you to just play with that. So the question, once again, I'm going to get us set up into breakout rooms. 
The question once again is, what is a way or ways that I express creativity in my life? So welcome back, everyone. Notice how it feels to be witnessed, to be seen, to be able to share your beauty, your scent, your glow with the world. And then notice what it's like to just witness another person without trying to figure them out or analyze them or any of that stuff. This is seeing the color of each person, seeing the uniqueness of each person. So this week, I'm going to invite us to do three spiritual practices. The first one is take time to witness people. Take time to consciously witness people this week. Not your story about them, not thinking what they might be, but just witnessing them. I've been in, in, um, with friends a couple times driving where somebody will um, do what we call cut them off. And they'll make up a story. Oh, that person must be in a big hurry. Oh, that person must be, oh, you know. And they make up a story instead of just saying, oh, that person drove really close to me. And I feel this way about it. That's just witnessing what actually happened without having to make up a story about the other person. So take time to witness people. Take time to witness each person just as they are, not as I think they are, but as they are, as a beautiful flower that you want to experience their uniqueness, their essence. And just like with plants, you may not enjoy all of them, right? There's plants in my yard I don't enjoy. I pull them out. I call them weeds. You may not enjoy all of them, but take time to experience them. You know, I recently had a, there's a particular plant that grows very virulently in my yard that, you know, I, I rip it out every time, every place I see it. And I was over at a friend's house uh, a little while ago who said, oh, it's, it's a native plant. It just grows in the area. And that person had a very different perspective on that plant than I did. So just notice it. Just take time to experience it. The second practice then is to open your eyes to see the expression of the infinite multiplicity of the universe all around and within you. You yourself are a multiplicity. And to see that all around us, to see it in the world, to see it in within ourselves. That's the second practice. And the third practice is to see the one in the multiplicity. So we're going to practice seeing both the multiplicity and the one behind it. Let everyone in to the circle of love, as the song says. So are we good with that for a spiritual practice this week, taking time to witness people, <clears throat> open your eyes to seeing the expression of the infinite multitude all around and within you, and to see the one in the multiplicity. Are we good with that? Yes, great, thank you. I'm gonna close with a quote from Ernest Holmes. Uh, this is from his Beverly Hills Lectures, which he gave in 1952. And he says, unity and uniformity are not the same thing. No two blades of grass are alike. What does this mean spiritually? This individualization of, of the spirit in each one of us, rooted in common soil, 
having the characteristics and potentialities of its common background, contains what the ancients call the microcosm. We have every reason to suppose that there is back of and within and around every individual the divine representation of him or herself as a son or daughter of God forever expanding. Unity and uniformity are not the same thing. So breathe that in, and we'll do our closing affirmation. In just a moment here. So say this with me. I see the wonderful, colorful, and mystical variations that are expressing uniquely as each one of us. Once again, I see the wonderful, colorful, and mystical variations that are expressing uniquely as each one of us. And so it is. Recognizing that there is this one expressing as a multiplicity. All of it together is the wholeness of life itself. And it is good. It is a good beyond good and bad, like or dislike, any of that duality. It is a good. And because that presence, that oneness, is all that there is, each of us, the whole world, the people we like, the people we don't like, the people we don't even know, all of it is one of this infinite presence right here, right now. And so I speak my word that we are willing and open to see and experience the unique beauty of each and every person. We let go of the judgments, we let go of the stories, we let go of all that and are able to experience more clearly the divine as each individual. Seeing both their uniqueness and their oneness, our oneness at the same time. And I'm grateful for the love that comes out of that, the blessing that comes out of that. Because as we witness, we experience and we express and we expand the love and we let everybody in to the circle in which they're already a part of. And so I release this word into a law that moves it into form and expression and experience in our lives right here and right now, knowing it does so with ease and grace. And so it does, and so it is. <laughs>